0: Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Wrestling Podcast from Wrestling With Your This will be my review of last night's season premiere episode of Friday Night Smackdown, as Vince McMahon said. So last night's show, it left an odd taste in my mouth. Because, in retrospect, it did not feel like a premiere. It did not. Well, it did slightly. But it really wasn't nothing spectacular. The show was good, but it leaves me worried. Because time the sale is tomorrow, as of this recording, and only three matches have been announced in the past three to four weeks. You see, they've been touting all last week, Raw season premiere, NXT's two-hour premiere on USA, and then this grand premiere on SmackDown on Fox. And the hype in Saudi Arabia in five weeks. It's been mentioning been mentioned on social media about Survivor Series. Everything's been um, hyped up except Hell in a Cell. All we know about Hell in a Cell tomorrow is we got Seth was The Fiend. We got Becky a Sasha. And we got um, another match that I should know about. But I don't. <laughs> Um, so anyway, there's three matches announced for the, um, show, and I've completely forgotten f- the third match, if that tells you anything about the pay-per-view. I'm going to watch the pay per view like I on Monday morning, but, um, I'm not expecting tomorrow's show to be a good show. If it is good, it's me because they did by the suit of their pants, but this uh episode of SmackDown Live. Didn't feel like a premiere episode for me? The aesthetics did, like the new stage, the Fox microphones, the Fox broadcast and stuff. But if it weren't for that, if it weren't for them saying SmackDown's on Fox every five minutes and having Fox on the, I think they had it Fox, but their logo on everything, literally. If it weren't for that, I would say it was a SmackDown Live with a new stage and a name change and a dope entrance. Intro. This episode of SmackDown, it was good. It was, it was pretty good. But it was not a premiere. And no, it was not even close to being a go home show. They did not sell a match for me in this match. In the show. They did that for me in Raw, kind of, with The Fiend, even though The Fiend on SmackDown, they really didn't sell much for me last night. But the show was good. But my issue with the show is it was not. It didn't feel like a premiere. As far as the wrestling goes and all that. It didn't feel like a, a premiere episode. It didn't feel like, it didn't feel like <clears throat> Excuse me. It felt like they were getting ready for WrestleMania. More than getting ready for Hell in a Cell. So my uh, opinions on the show were mixed. I enjoyed the show for the most part. But some things something I did not enjoy. I thought it was insane. And I, like, like I said. It did not feel like a go-home show at all. It barely felt like a season premiere. While it didn't fucking see the premiere, it just it's like all it just felt like a typical episode of SmackDown. Um and that's not really a bad thing, but it's not a good thing. I'm in the middle about that. But the show was it was good. It was good. It wasn't great, it wasn't spectacular, but it was good. It was good. The match opened, the show opened up with Vince McMahon, Stanley McMahon coming out to say, Welcome everybody to Friday Night SmackDown. That's my Vince McMahon impression. And then they rolled the new intro. And my issue with the intro is why it looked phenomenal. Is It showed a lot of Raw people. Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, um, The Miz. And I'm wondering, did they spoil the draft coming up next week in this intro? While the same people were on Raw as well, I understood that because they're on Raw. But why are they putting Raw people on a SmackDown introduction? A SmackDown Intro Video Package. I didn't like that. Because I guarantee you... We're going to have The Miz on SmackDown probably again. We're probably going to have Seth Rollins lose to The Fiend. And come to SmackDown. Because it's really The Fiend supposed to come to SmackDown. Everybody's coming to SmackDown. Basically. Um, But this intro... It was a very good intro. Phenomenal intro intro video. But it had mostly raw people on it. And they rubbed me the wrong way. Because... This is not Raw, it's SmackDown. So that kind of griped me there. But, um, also, unless something changed and I missed, this, this show was on, was, had a two-man booth. It had Michael Cole and uh, Corey Graves. Mary Young was supposed to be on the show, but she wasn't there. She might have joined throughout the broadcast, and I just didn't notice her commentary. It's possible, very possible. But Michael Cole and Corey Gray was shown as the only two men on the roof, And that was a nice, that was a good change. And while I said this show did not feel like a season premiere, it did feel, you could tell they switched channels, you can tell they're trying. So I will give WWE that they're trying to be better. And while SmackDown did not really feel like a season premiere, it just felt like, uh, hey, we're on a new, on a new channel, on a new network, here's what you can expect. They did that phenomenally. I will give them that. They made their mark on Fox. From their production, from the commentary was far better. And I say, I say that very loosely because Michael Cole, has, he's very good. Just whatever he's given on Raw, the lines he was fed on Raw, weren't good. And Corey Graves has always been a very good heel commentator. But WWE did make their mark on Fox, I feel. They're, I, I do like SmackDown. On Fox, I like their production. I like their uh, arena. Look, the stage stuff looks incredible. only thing I don't like about the show is Hell in a Cell was two days from that. If Hell in a Cell was next week, next Sunday, then this show would have gotten a better overall review for me. But being that this was literally the go home, this is as go home as you can get, people. Literally two days before the show, forty eight hours before the show. It wasn't hyped. I'm not trying to go back and forth on this, but that SmackDown made his mark on Fox. The stage design looks incredible. Transitions look incredible. Commentary is far superior, better than it was than they were in Rome. You can tell they care about wrestling slightly more. They call the matches more um, focused in it's like a sports match. Like a sports program, they focus on the action. I did enjoy that, but like I said, my gripe is that Hell Sale was not a week away, it was two days away. I kind of wish they had pushed Hell in Sale back a week because I think that would have been good for next week. I didn't even say two, that's why I'm stuck because they're doing the draft next week. Hell in a in is in a poor place, they placed it on the, on the calendar in a poor day. and... AEW Dynamite started. WWE Hunnidsell was the last thing in their mind this week, and I understand that. I'm not dogging them for that because you had Raws premiere, NXT going head to head, going head to go head, head, head with AEW Dynamite. Then um, they premiered the bump. I think it was on Tuesday, which I actually enjoyed that show a lot. Actually, um, I watched some of it. Then they did Friday Night Smackdowns premiere, and then moved to Fox. Home was taking a backseat, regardless, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad, but I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, it seems that weekly it seems that weekly televisions becoming more a priority to WWE than pay per views or what we you call the network specials, I don't know what you call them now. But it seems like WWE is focusing more on trying to get by week to week than trying to make a continuous effort. And I think them being on Fox now and the season premiere mess and all that's coming gone, they're gonna try to do that better. 'Cause I've been critical of WWE for a while of how they do not keep stories. They don't keep continuity alive. They just go out and see their pants and go week on they book week to week. It's, you can tell it's there. And except for the fiend. The fiend is the most consistent booked thing on WWE programming. And that tells you something like that. That's good and bad. But of yeah, this episode, I'm just trying I'm trying to move on. It did not feel like a go home episode. It felt like a it felt like a move to a new home. It was like a season premiere, but just a move to a new home. Like, if I move down the street, I'm not going to say, hey, here's the season, a new season premiere of my life. I moved to a new home. So, them telling the season premiere, just, it just didn't sit well with me last night. Even though a season premiere. But anyway, two man booth, happy with that. Happy with the aesthetic of SmackDown. It looked incredible. The show overall was produced better and made for, a big deal for Fox. So, I think Fox will be a good thing for them in the long run after they get the Bugs and Kinks out of being on Fox. But anyway, after this, they had the man Becky Lynch come out, the Raw Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown Live, baby. <laughs> and she was cut off by King Corbin, which was hilarious. And then The Rock came out. If you smug the Rock is cooking, he came out. And both of them took turns taking jabs at Baron Corbin, and they literally took jabs at Baron Corbin. Becky hit him. Rock hit him. Becky hit him. Rock hit him. laid him out. People's elbow. Rock bottom. That's it. That was a. It was a very good opening segment. They were talking about uh Corbin's testicles. How Becky's is bigger than his. He's like mine are, ad- are just adequate. He was, ha- Be- was trying to make like his testicles were adequate, <laughs> average whatever he called it. The segment was a good good opener. It was a good. It was very funny to watch. It was a, Corbin's just so good on the mic as a heel. I do enjoy his character work. The Rock is the Rock. Um, he's still got the amazing promo game. He, he's not, he's on another level still with that. Great opening. Then this transition to the first match, which this show was not really match-heavy. It was more of building to... It felt like they are building to post... How uh, to sell the on so- I feel like they're focusing on Saudi Arabia now, because honestly that's where the money comes in. And I don't blame him them for that. But I would have just cancel Hell to sell. Sale. I'm not I hate I can't come back to Hell in Sale. But it drives insane as they're booking for everything, it seems, but Hell in sell. Sale. What's gonna happen is to stay tuned to your Twitter today, people, is they're gonna be announcing the matches today and probably tomorrow as well. But it seems like they're I'm um, booking for Poe, everything about him to Sale. Saudi Arabia, Survivor Series, probably WrestleMania, going off some of these angles in this ma- in this show. But the first match was Charlotte and Becky versus Vegas and Bailey. We just saw this match two weeks ago. Charlotte taps out Becky uh Bailey. It was a very good match though, very good match. but We saw it already. I'm assuming they're gonna be doing Charlotte and Bailey tomorrow him on to sell, sale. So that's a match I'm sure. I'm not doing predictions also for him to sell. Not many people are, from my understanding, on Twitter because there's not many th- that's not much to go off of. Honestly, I can't even remember the matches. I'm trying to look at the matches real quick and um, kill time while I do that, but I just can't um, find the matches. I'm trying to do that really quick while I talk and um, save time, kill time while I look. Okay, here we go. The three matches announced are Universal Championship, Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt, and in of Sale. My prediction real quick. Three Whites winning. Becky Lynch was Sasha Banks. Hand on the sale. My prediction, I'm gonna give it to Sasha Banks. But Bailey if Becky wins, I might say Bailey whoops. If Becky wins, I'm gonna be surprised. Third match I for, is I forgot it was Roman and Daniel Bryan versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. I'm gonna give this to Roman and Bryan. So there's my three predictions for the only three matches announced. I will probably post my predictions on written form on my the Iceberg and podcast Facebook page when I understand more matches are doing, but literally the only matches I got listed three of them. But the Sasha Bailey, I mean Sasha Becky Bailey Baines match was fantastic because if you they them all good together, they have to be there, the four horsewomen. This match is very good. Flair taps out Bailey. This match is going to probably go down tomorrow. So if I have to predict this match just in case, I'm getting the Charlotte Flair. But but I. I'm fifty fifty on that match as well. I can see Bailey winning too while cheating. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Bailey. Bailey's I said Charlotte Flair, but Bailey's gonna pop over there. And continue their little feud. Next up after this match they had a backstage Fox commentator. They, she walked with Fox, I didn't catch her name, she was very pretty. Um she interviewed Coke Keys in the New Day and she was very energetic. I liked her a lot. She was into what the New Day were doing. She felt at home and so um uh, it's good to see her. Uh, new com- new faces and they're working with Fox directly, not WWE apparently. This makes the show do- it makes the show feel feel bigger as far as that goes because Fox personnel is involved, not just WWE personnel. So that I did like that touch. Next up we had a uh, impromptu mass condoms announced before the commercial break. Seth Rollins vs. Shinsuke Nakamura. Chay was his match. Um, also before this, they did the, I think they did the first comp, uh, commercial break, and they had a lovely transition screen, it was like, uh, four little rectangles with Silver faces in it, one popped up after the other, then they all faded away to the commercial. I enjoyed that, that was a cool, uh, the commercial transition was very cool in my opinion. But Riles and Shinsuke had a hot start to the match, they were, they were, um, all the place, immediately. And like five seconds later, the Fiend's music hit, the lights started dimming, the Fiend came out. And they showed Seth. He was at the entrance ramp at the top of the ramp. He booked it because he was terrified. Shinsuke looked scared. I didn't see Sam in no way, but Shinsuke was looking around. Shinsuke was terrified, too. This is a good showing of The Fiend. How Seth booked it out there immediately. just saw the lights dim, And how Shinsuke looked afraid. Um, and The Fiend attacked Seth Rollins with a Man of a Claw and threw him off the stage. Now, earlier I said that they didn't promote her to sell well on the show, and I'm probably contradicting myself. I did, um, but this um, when I was looking at looking over the segment, um, thinking about it, this helped promote that one match for the whole card. Derby, Derby, I think is riding on this match to be a draw, just this one match, and then Becky's match, the three matches they guys could be the primary focus of the show, and have little fill, they gonna have fillers by. The Druids in that show, I know, but I'm predicting that Seth Rollins is gonna fly off the sale like Mankind did in 1997, I think. The year I think that was kind of foreshadowing that the Fiend's gonna just chunk Seth off of the top of the sale. It has to ask for the Fiend to get over like that, which is already over. He's gonna chunk Seth off the sale, and by him throwing him off the top off the stage last night. I think they're foreshadowing that Sunday. But that match is going to be a very good match. I am looking forward to that match. I will not lie. Um, but the Fiend here, he looked very good. So I did contrad- contradict myself earlier, and I'm fine with that. But the Fiend looked phenomenal here. Both men, Seth and came both were scared to death. I loved it. Then they had another 5 5, five episode. Well, this is before the match started. I, I, I kind of went back and forth. I'm sorry. Um, but before the match started, they did a 5 fun, fun house but so, um Raymond Rabbit's returned like Kenny from South Park. He's back just to be dressed up like Seth Rollins and thrown into a little mini-held in the cell with Musty the Buzzard, who destroyed Seth Rollins. I mean, Musty the Buzzard, excuse me, Raymond Rabbit got destroyed by the Musty the Buzzard dressed as Seth Rollins. He tore him to pieces, and the fiends stood there and laughed. Again, more foreshadowing that the Fiend is going to just tear a to pieces tomorrow night. The Five, Five, Five House Funhouse was phenomenal, in my opinion. It was very good, very good foreshadowing there as well. I love both Bray Wyatt and the Fiend characters. I love the Both two look do look like they're separate entities. I love how they're booking both of the people. But I would like the Mr. Rogers, I call him Bray Wyatt, to wrestle occasionally. And I'm a, I, how I booked this, I would just like, this this Bray, the, this version of Bray Wyatt that in the um, khaki pants and sweatshirts, I let him get beat to a pulp. Let him be a wussy. But The Fiend be the strong one. That's how they need to book the two dynamically. But yeah, the 5 5 Flames was good, and the match was great. Was what they had for the match. The starting up was good, and The Fiend came out with just chunks of off the stage. Great foreshadowing of tomorrow night, I feel. A good, good segment overall. Next up was, KO was the Shane McMahon in a ladder match. If Kevin Owens wins, Shane Man is fired. Now, what I did like about this match was Kevin Owens got a job entrance. They showed him in the ring with his music playing. That was it. Just pacing back and forth. Didn't like that. And then Shane got a full-on entrance when Kevin Owens ran up the ring and attacked him. And this match was this was match of the night. No doubt. Very, very good. Very good match. Crazy bumps. Shane. What well, is so, he's a good wrestler. People give him crap for his punches and stuff and his overexposure, but he can he can wrestle. He's not a chain wrestler or a, a grappler. He just he likes to he, he wants to fight and jump off anything that can be jumped off of. I appreciate Shane McMahon's wrestling. While I am annoyed by this whole storyline with the fines and this and the other, the match was very good. It matched the night. Shane got coast-to-coast coast on Kevin Owens with a ladder put up, put up against him. And the Kevin Owens won after Powerbomb and Shane off one ladder into another ladder, which was a crazy bump. Literally, he bumped up that ladder like five feet in the air. It was crazy. And Kevin Owens was like, Shane, you're a fire and stunner, and, that's, and the fans loved it. My issue here, though, was they gave him the Kevin Owens a job entrance, and so even though he was winning. They should have gave him the full entrance. They should have. But I'm curious to see if Shane McMahon actually going to stay gone. or something to play in the effect when he comes back. If they bring Shane McMahon back next Friday night, I'm going to be upset. Because that was a waste of, of a match and a storyline if they do that. Because the principles of the match was if Kevin Owens wins, Shane is fired. Fire means you don't come back. But we'll see. But this was match of the night. Very good match. Next up, they showed Bose Clay, a.k.a. Tyrus. Um, he was doing a little uh, Fox ad. And I popped for him. I, I like Bose Clay. I like him back as, Ty- he's back as Tyrus. Now, people say he's he's affiliated with Fox because he does a podcast or something with Fox. This wasn't going to be officiated. Uh, uh, official. With be, him being on to TV, though, I think he'll come back as Tyrus. Not Bose Clay because that was a flop. Um, but it was good to see him back. He looked, he looked, he looked good. He looked, um, he looked happy. And looked, he was a surprise. I wasn't expecting him to be on the screen at all. So it was good to see him. Next up was, um, the oddest, the oddest match of the night. The most rare match of the night. You had Braun Strowman, The Miz, Heavy Machinery, versus Rudolph, Robert Rudolph, Dom AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. Literally, everyone got their own... Everyone got a job entrance in this match but Braun Strowman. And that's crazy. to Look at the people in the match. The Miz, Heavy Machinery, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, AJ Styles, Randy Orton. All of them got no entrance, no televised entrance. You got the Royal Tag Team Champions, the U.S. Champion, and one of the best people in the business, Randy Orton, getting job entrances. Just for Braun Strowman to come out. And then they showed, um, the match was low. just a, a match to get a, a, a potential feud over. That's it was. Everybody was a backdrop to Braun Strowman here. And then this man, um, I find his name, Tyson Fury. He's a boxer, apparently. A very, very good boxer, to my knowledge. Um, Braun, him him, and Braun just kind of duped it up, playing around. I'm like, oh, this is funny. I liked it. Um, and then, after Braun did his little, his usual run around the ring to everybody, literally, spot, he tossed, um, AJ, I think it was, into the barricade, which caused Tyson Fury to fall back into his chair. And Braun just stared at Tyson Fury, and I, I'm like, okay, interesting. Braun went to the Palace Land to, I think it was, AJ? Which is weird, because now he does another U.S. title match, but, um... That's who he pinned. But then Tyson Tyson Fury jumped the barricade and went to fight Von Strowman. Von Strowman's just looking at the man, like looking down on him laughing. This is going to be a big show, for Mayweather, and WrestleMania 28, I think it was, match. And Tyson's going to just destroy Von Strowman. That's what's going to happen. Von Strowman, he is now that level. Of where he's literally enhancing people who's not even an active competitor. And that's kind of I'm not I'm thrilled but I'm not thrilled. This would be an interesting storyline based off just being pushed. <laughs> um, but Tyson Fury, he lo- he looks he looks incredible. I, mean, I didn't know who he was. Um, people had explained to me in the party again. If you don't have an Xbox One, add me at T Bug six seventy nine We do Xbox Live watch parties, watch along parties with all about stuff. But Tyson Fury apparently is a very good boxer. He looks the part, so I, I believe it. But him and Braun, probably Survivor Series, I'm guessing. Or probably Knowing them, probably Saudi Arabia. Because so everything comes to Saudi Arabia because they're big paycheck. Um, this match was just a backdrop to Braun and Tyson. Now, for this, Marshmallow won the 207 Championship. I like Marshmallow a lot. I like a lot of his music. Um, I'm a fan of Marshmallow. So, him winning the title was very cool showed later on YouTube that Carmelo dressed and Mar- dressed dresses Marshmallow in his little marshmallow um mask, hat thing. Walled him up and got it back. So, Carmelo won again. So she's your champion again. But that was cool seeing Marshmallow win it. And him being on SmackDown, that was cool. Next up was Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan in a lumberjack match, a twenty-man lumberjack match. With Daniel Bryan commentary. So yeah, at this point it was still two man booth. Yeah, so it was two man booth throughout the whole broadcast. That was cool. Um, this match did not feel like a lumberjack match. I learned No, I forgot the Lumberjacks were flabber until towards the end. It was it just was your typical Roman Roman match, which is not bad. I think this match was very good, very good. Um, the spot the night came when when um, Luke Hall would come down. And was like, this is why I came down here. I guess to make to watch over Roman, which is cool. And he went to attack him. Harper, Harper like him out. Brawl broke out. And Roman Reigns just dove on everybody. It was insane. Roman hit. I said Roman. Yeah, Roman dove on everybody. And Roman got back in the ring, and Roman hit an insane crossbody. His crossbodies look phenomenal. I love him. Um, Roman won, I believe, to my knowledge. Um, Roman's got Pyro. I'm so happy Pyro's back. It makes me so happy. Everybody that has pyro needs it. Like AJ Styles needs it. People need pyro now. <laughs> um, match is very was crazy. You can come back from commercial break for the main event. Kofi Kingston, your Derby World Heavyweight Champion versus Brock Lesnar. And literally a 5 to 10 second match of that, Bear Rain, Kofi Rain and Brock Jump trying to jump on him. Call in at F5123, Brock is your new universal, excuse me, WWE heavyweight champion. And a lot of people are very mad at this, and I understand why, and I agree, I am mad as well. Kofi Kingston was built as a very good champion. I lay eleven. the 11-year 11 career, fighting all the odds, all that stuff. He was, a, he was a very good WWE champion. I don't care what no one says. He fought all comers. He defended with honor, prestige. He was fantastic. And it elevated him to be a major player. And it's rumored that they thought of him as a major player, too, in the backstage. To so be beat by Brock Lesnar in probably five seconds, and then as the last you saw of him, was a stock, a joke. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because they built Kofi up all this time just to get beat in five seconds. What I understand is Brock Lesnar, yeah. But Kofi should at least have a little offense, but he didn't. So what's Kofi going from here? He's either a few with Big E and then break up the New Day, which is something they do. Or just fade back into the New Day as one of the members. Which is sad to see based on how his year's been. I hate it. I really do for Kofi. But Brock Lesnar is your new champion. After the match happened. Ray Mysterio's Music Hit. I'm like, okay, Ray and Dominic. I thought it was Ray and Dominic. I swore it was his dominant shaped head. But out came Ray Mysterio with UFC fighter Kane Velasquez. Whom I did not know who I didn't know who he was until Monday. When they were talking about him coming at some point face of Brock Lesnar. I looked him up, he's good, very good. Kane's a big boy too. Um I was joking. I'm like, this is a diamond with a shaked head. It was, it looks like a Dominic a lot. Kane got in the ring, scuffled a little bit with Lesnar. Lesnar, um, walked, uh, ran out the ring, and they stood there and stood at each other and then go to each other for like five minutes. I didn't like that ending. I didn't like it one bit. What I would have done is I would have had them just sprawling for the five minutes, like, and towards like the last minute, they're getting broken up by like a lot of security, had people in a fox, like fox. Attire come out like Fox production officials. Have AI come out like literally everybody can find to break these two up. But no. They had been staring at each other go going at each other for five minutes. This was not a good ending. They should have have had them brawl for at least four minutes and that's it. Not to stare at each other. That's not the real fight feel I wanted. When they started brawling, I loved that. They They should have kept brawling. But they did not. They disturbed each other. Brock was laughing, that type of thing. Now, as I close this review, out of ten, out of a ten point, like ten rating, I would give SmackDown's season premiere slash go home show that was not really a go home show. I give it seven out of ten because it's. Not promoting Hell in a Cell at all. It's promoting everything, literally anything and everything, but Hell in a Cell. Um, the way they did Kofi, a lot of people were very mad at that, and I I agree with that. I'm excited to see Valeska Velasquez and WWE. It was a good, it was a good ending angle within fighting. They should have just stare at each other. That was kind of corny. So let me know what you thought of the um, episode in the comments below. Make sure you share this episode. Follow me on the podcast. I'm hoping I'll be able to do videos again soon. My laptop's getting fixed. So I'm excited to be doing that soon. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.